0: This is The Awkward Apocalypse, a deconstruction podcast that examines Christian culture against the authority of scripture. I'm Corey Kuhn, and today I want us to talk about exactly what that means. This is the catchy theme song. This is the catchy theme song. I want us to look at the idea of deconstruction, and I want us to talk about what that little tagline at the beginning of each episode even means. Because this idea of deconstruction is pretty trendy right now, but I don't think there's a clear definition on what exactly that means, and I think there's really misunderstandings on both sides of the spectrum. So I think entering into this discussion, there has to be an initial distinction that's made, because I actually see two types of deconstruction, and I'm very careful to place myself within the confines of one and not the other. So I just, I tried really hard to think of a good analogy for this, like something that's better than a house. because. That's literally the first thing you think of. When you think of deconstructing, I mean, you probably think of like a house or a building or some sort of structure. Construct is a word in deconstructing. Like it's a really easy metaphor. And I tried to think of something that was more profound, a little more like, I don't know, vivid than that, but it's a good analogy, really. So that's what I'm going to use. So I want us to imagine a house. You approach a house and you're not really a fan of the way it looks. So that would obviously be sort of Christian culture, American Christian culture. I approach that and I say, I don't like the way this looks. There's a lot of things that I see that are off about this. So then the question is, what do you do? Well, I think you have really two options at that point, actually three. You have three options at that point. You can either accept it for the way it is and just accept that that's the reality of the situation. And then you can either ignore the flaws, or you can justify the flaws and assume that maybe you just don't have a clear understanding of why things are the way they are, but they must be that way for a reason and we're going to keep it that way. So that's your first option. Your second option is to do a sort of renovation. You can enter into the house and update the appliances. You can repaint it. You can tear off all the ugly wallpaper. You can get rid of the carpet. You can put down new tile, new countertops. You can go through a full renovation and bring it back to, I guess, what you believe it's supposed to be like go back to the original blueprint and re-examine what the house was supposed to be like now from my understanding blueprints don't have all the details about how a house is supposed to look like as far as the decorations and things like that but the point is you keep the basic structure of the house you just change things about it that you don't like that you think could be better and that's really like a renovation or i guess like in church terms we would call that a reformation Then your third option would be just straight up demolition. You take down the whole structure, you uproot the foundation, and then you start completely over and build the house the way you think it should be built. And when you're finished with that house, it's not going to look much like the original house. And if it does, why did you tear the house down in the first place? Those are really your three options. And I think that the last two would be deconstruction. Obviously keeping things the way they are, isn't much of a deconstruction. It's just accepting things for the way they are, but then the renovation and the demolition, Those two options are different types of what I believe are deconstruction that are happening within the Christian church right now. And that first one, the renovation, I would say that's more of like narrow deconstruction. I think that's more focusing on the application you're maintaining the basic integrity of the structure. You're maintaining the core elements of what makes the house the house, but you're changing things about it that you don't feel have been applied properly. Like maybe the decorations or the carpet or the wallpaper, or even like knocking down walls to make rooms bigger or something like that. And if we're going to carry that analogy over to Christian deconstruction, I think that would be a Christian who steps back, takes a look at the church and the way that things are practiced within Christianity, and then examines that with the Bible. Like the Bible becomes the lens through which this person is seeing the church and things don't line up. So in that case, The person is still keeping scripture as the authority and examining the church and examining Christian culture through that lens of scripture and asking the question, does this really line up with what Christianity should be like according to the Bible? And so if you've ever asked the question, where is that in the Bible? Like if you've sat down to eat a meal and you've said, wait a minute, why do we do this? Is this even in the Bible? Why do we have a wedding ceremony? Like, do we have to have that to be married? Does the Bible say that? If you've asked those questions, congratulations, you are deconstructing. I would say that is a more narrow type of deconstruction where you're examining the individual parts in comparison to the authority that it claims to hold. And I think moving forward, it's really important for us to understand what epistemology means, because that's kind of what we're talking about. Like, if I give you sort of an oversimplified definition of what epistemology is, it's kind of the philosophy of how you know what you know. It's examining what you know and then asking the question, well, how do you know that? It's going back down to the foundations of the authority that tells you what you know. And so every worldview has some sort of epistemological authority, something that is telling you how you know what you know. You can't think without that. Like as a human being, you are thinking you are a rational creature. You must have some sort of epistemological foundation. And for this particular person, the epistemological foundation is scripture. So this person is going back to the Bible and saying, the Bible tells me how I know what I know. That is the authority. That's for me, the basis of knowledge. And so whenever I have a question about why things are the way they are, or why the church is doing things the way it is, I go back to the Bible and ask, how should it be done? Because that's the authority telling me what to do. And I think it's really important to make that distinction, especially in our culture right now, because someone told me this recently and it completely blew my mind. Like it made so much sense and it's so, it's such a simple concept, but I had never really thought about things this way. They said that Within our current sort of American culture, most people believe what they want to believe. And so whenever you say you hold a particular belief, what people hear you saying is, I want to believe this thing. So for example, when Christians say that hell is a real place, a lot of people within the culture hear that as, I want hell to be real. Because for more orthodox Christians, the foundation for our knowledge, the foundation for our morality and our ethics is the Bible. We didn't write that. And so I I guess from, from that perspective, if the authority, if the epistemological authority is your mind and what you want to be true and what you want to be right or wrong, it would make sense why Christians would be seen as unethical bigots because they're saying homosexuality is a sin. They're saying hell is not real. And to be fair, a lot of Christians, the way they go about that is really judgmental. And a lot of them are really bigoted and about it in a terribly unloving way. So I'm not saying that, but I am saying that at the core, at the foundation of the disgust towards Christians for these beliefs is this belief that your beliefs come from your desires. So whatever you desire to be right is what you say you believe. And so I would say that the person who is deconstructing narrowly is still holding scripture as the authority and they're entering into this house and they don't want to demolish the whole thing because according to the Bible, there are a lot of parts of the house. The basic structure of the house is the way it should be. There's just a lot of things that have gone terribly wrong, and those need to be done away with, or updated, or renovated, or whatever word you want to use there. So I think that's one type of deconstruction. The second type of deconstruction, the more demolition-oriented style of deconstruction, I think I've kind of already articulated when I talked about epistemological foundations. The foundation for this type of deconstruction is the mind or the culture. And people who are deconstructing in this way are going to understandably have an issue with the way that I've defined this type of deconstruction, because nobody wants to be told that you're just creating what you want to be true. And to be clear, I'm not saying that exactly. I'm not saying that they're just arriving at conclusions because they want to. I think they're arriving at conclusions that make sense within their own mind. Like if the Bible's your authority, you're going to arrive at conclusions that don't make sense to you. Like things that cause sort of this cognitive dissonance inside you where like for me, I believe in hell because the Bible says it, but I don't like it, but I accept it because the Bible's the authority. Whereas if the Bible weren't my authority, I would say I just can't believe in a God who would send people to hell. Therefore it doesn't make sense to me. Therefore it's not true. And so I kind of become the authority on what's right or wrong. If something doesn't make sense to me, then I don't have to believe it because I am the authority. That's kind of like a minute ago. I talked about epistemological foundations. You have to have some sort of authority. And if the Bible's not your authority, what is you must go back to some sort of authority. The question is how do you know what you know? So if you can't believe in a God who sends people to hell, what you're essentially saying is that that doesn't make sense to me. Therefore, it is not true. And I think there are a lot of Christians who are deconstructing who would fit into this category. And I think that they wouldn't see that as necessarily a bad thing because they would argue that having the Bible as your authority causes a lot of damage. I mean, if you look throughout history, people justified slavery with the Bible. People have justified the mistreatment of women. They've justified the inquisition. They've justified imperialism, colonizing other countries in the name of Jesus. And they would be right people have used the bible to justify terrible things and so they would argue that we need to view the bible as a living document that progresses with culture as we progress as a species as our morals and our ethics progress the Bible progresses with us. And so this is sort of a postmodernistic hermeneutic that they're applying to scripture. And I would disagree with that, but for them, they don't really see an issue with that. They actually see that as a good thing, something that's necessary and something that needs to be done in order to preserve what Christianity is all about. And so I think that these two types of deconstruction can really butt heads because on the one hand, you have the more kind of orthodox conservative, and I, I don't mean politically conservative, I mean like biblically conservative Christians who are deconstructing, but they're not quite into that category of seeing the Bible as something that doesn't hold authority over their lives. Whereas the people in the other camp are going to see the Bible as something that is more of a guide and see Jesus more as a role model rather than a God king of the universe. And so the second type of deconstruction allows you to do away with the parts of the Bible that don't really resonate much with our culture and with our our minds. Things like the verses about slavery, the verses about execution, the verses about hell, sexual ethics, our evangelistic purpose, theology. I mean, you can keep going on the list of things that don't really line up well with our current cultural context. And if you're deconstructing in that way, it's a lot easier to get rid of those things that you don't necessarily like. And and not just things that you don't like, but things that don't really make sense with your cultural framework and your mentality. And so, under this view, the Bible is not an inherent infallible authority. Instead, it is more of a guide for life, and we get out of it what we can, but also realizing that flawed men wrote this from the context of their own culture. And so, we have to apply scripture in the context of our own culture as well. There is nothing inherently superior about the culture in which scripture was written. And I'm trying to be as fair to these people as I possibly can. I don't represent that camp. So, I can only represent them so well maybe one day i'll do an interview with someone who would consider themselves to be more that type of deconstruction but i want to be fair to people who are in that camp i don't want to straw man this because the philosophies that undergird this type of deconstruction are complex and i don't claim to fully understand them like postmodernism is kind of like a favorite target for christians because they just see it as such an absurd belief system such an absurd philosophy but to be honest the more i delve into the core tenets of what postmodernism is the less I understand it and the less I'm able to articulate why it's wrong. I mean, you're you're going up against people like Immanuel Kant and people who are intellectual titans. And so I think for Christians to so quickly dismiss something like postmodernism, which I believe drives this second form of deconstruction is a bit naive. Like I think they don't fully understand what it is they're dismissing. But having said that, the approach of this podcast is under category one. This is more of a narrowly deconstructing podcast. I'm still holding the Bible as the authority. While I can admit, yes, there are verses in the Bible and there are problems that do kind of keep me up at night and make me question sort of like like the flood and Genesis one. I don't know what to do with that and evolution. Like there are a lot of parts of the Bible that don't sit well with me that I have to kind of wrestle with, but ultimately the Bible is still my authority. So my deconstruction is looking at the church and Looking at Christian culture and asking the question, does this look like what it should according to the Bible? And so that's why I'm careful to say Christian culture. I think when I first started this podcast, I was saying that this was a deconstruction podcast that examines Christianity against the authority of Scripture, but Christianity can be kind of vague. I mean, you could define Christianity as the actual religion that follows Jesus Christ and it's the true believers. So it's a little vague. So instead I changed that to Christian culture. So what I'm really doing in this podcast is taking a look at Christian culture and then examining that against the authority of scripture. That's my goal is to take us back to the blueprint, take us back to what the house was initially supposed to look like and ask important questions like, why are the doors always locked? Why is that chandelier there? Why does this pet have a bedroom to itself when there's people outside who need bedrooms? Why do you keep taking house keys away from people? Why do only certain people seem to have the house keys? Do we really need to keep the AC that low? Shouldn't we be inviting more people to our dinners? Why do we let this person cook when they're always burning everything? The floor is sinking. Why? Has anyone gone in the crawl space to look at the integrity of the foundation? And why in the world does everybody stay in their bedroom all day and lock the door? That's my intention in this podcast, is to go back to scripture and examine how far we have come in our Christian culture, away from what the church is supposed to look like and what Christians are supposed to look like, how they're supposed to act, how they're supposed to imitate Jesus and what that means for us. What what do we do about that? Because I think a lot of people who are deconstructing are deconstructing because they've been badly hurt by Christian culture. But the responses you can have to that are different because when you're hurt by something, you no longer want to belong to that thing. And I, I can feel that. Like i kind of like, there's a big part of me that just wants to leave the church entirely and start my own thing and then claim that it's the right way of doing things. But the problem is that's how a lot of churches are started. That's how a lot of denominations are started. Somebody gets hurt or they don't like something about their church. They no longer belong to that community anymore, but instead of leaving Christianity, they go and start a new church and then claim to be doing things the right way. And that doesn't help. That's just part of the problem. And I've seen it a lot. And I would actually say that just as a word of wisdom, if you're going through something like that, starting something new on the foundation of, we are not going to be the thing that hurt us is a bad foundation because you're grounding what you're doing on something negative. And I think that just so inevitably leads to bitterness and a false sense of superiority. I think to truly deconstruct, it requires humility. And that humility will enable you to admit the good about what you are leaving because very few things throughout history are inherently 100% bad, but there's going to be some good that you can find. And if you're leaving a church, I think it's important to admit the parts of that church that were good and helpful and healthy. And if you just try to reinvent everything and do things the right way, I think what you're basically doing is just starting a new Christian denomination or Christian branch. And that's just not helpful. That's one of the biggest problems we have in the church is that everybody's divided Everybody thinks that their way of doing things is the right way. And I think that the church just needs unity so desperately. And so the question I'm always wrestling with is how do you change? Do you change something from the inside out or do you leave it entirely and then start your own thing? And I think that I don't really have a clear answer for that, but I think that if you're going to leave and start your own thing, it has to be predicated upon being something good, being a force for good, being a movement founded on what you are and not what you aren't. And so my intention is not to gatekeep my intention is just to be clear about what I'm about and where I want to go with this thing. So I'm still here. I hope it hasn't been too awkward, but let's keep going. If you'd like to support me, just reach out and let me know you're listening. That's it. If you're watching this on YouTube, consider liking this video and subscribing to my channel. I hate saying that I really hate saying that because everybody says that, but it's true. It helps. If you're listening on a podcast streaming app, just consider leaving me a review. If you'd like to learn more about the work that we do in Liberia, just visit standingsidebyside.org. Or if you'd like to make a donation, just Venmo at standing side by side. That's one word. Thank you so much for listening. Keep the faith.